Hi, welcome to Kopi Film Podcast by Minikino Film Week. For this episode, we'll talk about short film distribution in the digital age. I'm your host, Nostan Atmanda. Hello again, uh, it's it's me, Nosa again, your host for Kopi Salam by Minikino International Short Film Festival. And here we still have our guests. We still have Aram, and we still have <laughs> Kelly, and we still have Chika. Okay, Jack, could you, and we have Jack here, our producer, could you, could you give us a little clap? That's a lot of claps. <laughs> there's a lot of claps, yeah. Yeah, there's so many people here, by the way, you can't see it, so yeah. <laughs> Hello again. And um, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna, if you wanna know who am I talking to, you just uh, click the last podcast. Okay, I'm not gonna read it again. <laughs> It's just too long. <laughs> okay. So yeah, yeah. In the last podcast, we were talking about communities and how they make films during the pandemic and how the festival are going during the pandemic and um, and how people are struggling to to keep their creativity spirit on. But um, and and inside those uh, struggles, there are always some people, you know, that some 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 things that could you know take advantages out of that and. Today we're gonna talk about uh, short film economy during the online era. So yeah, today, today we are mostly online and less offline because you know, uh, as John Paul Sartre said, people are hell. Uh, now people are virus. So yeah, <laughs> we 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 don't really <laughs> meet people these days. So yeah, we spend our time mostly online. And what happens when we're doing it online is that we need more content. And uh, so what happens is that many uh, corps, corporates or many startup companies starting to see other things that they seldom see, you know, like short films <laughs> usually you know short films you know people don't really see it especially in Indonesia I think last year was the peak of short film attention in in Indonesia because there's this one film called Tilik about about you know about uh, uh, people in a village in the village who are you know it's, it's a comedy of of uh, what do you call it uh, housewives housewives in the village yeah, yeah? Uh, the culture of housewives gossiping stuff in the village and then it's it's a boom here that that short film and it makes people wants to make short films people want to produce people want to buy people want to watch it and uh after that um some of the new uh, over-the-top companies starting to see short films as something as a community and they start to ask uh, short filmmakers mostly from community to submit their films into their platform uh yeah So I, I want to ask uh, uh, our friends from outside Indonesia first. I want to ask Aram and 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 Kelly about about what 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 is short films in in your country? What, is there are there community? Uh, do people get money from making short films? Because here, most people just you know we don't get money from making short films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but we we do get fame and we do get some projects out of it. Like, you know, projects like next project is uh, feature films or you know adver uh, advertisement or, or commercials. But the short films per se, yeah, it's our money. You know, uh, we burn our own money. <laughs> so yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. So please, Aram and Kelly. From Canada. You forgot to mention they're from Canada. From Canada. <laughs> from Canada. Oh my God. Yes, Canada. Sorry. <laughs> But that's okay. You know, Canada people are nice. Oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> nice Canadian, eh? <laughs> nice Canadian. You gotta be nice. <laughs> yeah. Please, Aram or Kelly. What do you think about short film economy? I, well, I, I mean, I think, I think um, maybe Kelly can speak more to the economy. I think on the filmmaker side, I think it's definitely the short film is the stepping stone. It's the you know, uh, the calling card film that's still very much in place. Mm, you know, I, I don't. I, I feel like there's not. Uh, an economy where people are really making money off of it. I mean, they, there, there is, you know, there are some programs and some funders that do fund short films or short animated films like the uh, national film board. Um, CBC has a, has a department where uh, Canadian broadcasting Com corporation um, uh, funds short documentaries. And, you know, they're, they're these funds are more for kind of quote unquote emerging Uh, filmmakers though not always um so i don't know that it has really advanced beyond that kind of stepping stone uh piece you know like where it is creating its own economy um yeah i don't know maybe kelly you 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 have more thoughts on that K kelly what do you think no yeah no i think what aaron was mentioning is yeah it's it's still very much so i think the calling card And I think just like the format in which a lot of um, emerging talent might find resources and access to. Um, but I, I will say that maybe for sure, I agree with, with COVID that there has been, I think, a bit more attention to short films. I think there maybe I don't, our attention spans are different. I don't know, but I think it is something that they're feeling a lot of companies and platforms are feeling like that is something that they should look into i think even if you look at um you know the the oscar films this past year mm. that being maybe a pinnacle for some people a lot of those films were backed up by like very big um big names like netflix or like other bigger <laughs> kind of mm. companies so i think it is definitely um like i think short films are definitely a place that maybe yeah a lot of companies are mining for talent and mining for content. Um, but I, I like, yeah, I guess on the, on the same side, I, we have seen like on our, in Toronto, maybe there's also been more community based platforms too, who are hoping to support film. So there is, there is that going on, but I, I think maybe a, another larger question that this will probably or conversation that this will probably head into is just like maybe the, the lack of, of education and, and knowledge for filmmakers to, or resources for them to, to know how to handle this part of the journey of their film, if they want to go that route. Mm. And there's like definitely a lot of um, legal things. Yes. <laughs> there's a lot of producer things, actually yes. you would need a producer who, who, who's familiar with, um, you know, all the terms or, or, you know, just experience in a different way that I think um, for short film, a lot of maybe emerging short filmmakers that 
that could be a challenge to like yeah to uh maybe get to that point so but yeah, I'm going to leave it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and I'd also add just to, for context, too, that in, in, in Canada, like, especially English-speaking Canada, like, our media is so dominated by American media. Um, and so, you know, on a broad mainstream uh, scale, that's how everybody in Canada, in English-speaking Canada, understands media. Mm. Netflix, Disney+, Plus, um, whatever U.S. networks. Um, that's and Hollywood film. So that's generally how people understand it too. So, so, um, but there are like other ecosystems uh, much smaller than that, that, that are kind of, that are there. And, and I would also echo that, that it is interesting to see that those larger platforms have uh, featured more short films. And so, I, I mean, that is something that has, even on that mainstream level, uh, people are seeing that more. Yes. Uh, uh- I'm I'm so I'm interested in what Kelly said about about the the the, the role of producer, uh, but because in, in short films, at least in Indonesia, we have that big problem that you know community filmmaking, they're amateurs. You know they they could make good films because you know these days we could get good cameras, good good equipment. You could you could watch YouTube and see how to make a cinematic uh, cinematic works throughout a like a DSLR or or mirrorless camera, but you but. I don't think people know about the legal consequences or what what the producer should should do, and that's what I think what Minikino has been doing this these years, you know, these decades. On when when I first uh, met me, uh, met Chica and Edo and, and and I saw how they they were so serious about about short films and they were so like what do you call it uh, uh, in terms of what are you, galak galak what's what's galak in in, in English like fierce no, fierce <laughs> and you're curious not not angry fierce like like don't you dare touch my filmmakers like like that <laughs> like don't you dare touch my filmmakers you uh. so what 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 they did was was like uh, they they they're really really thinking about the ethics of of short films and uh, I don't I want to know Chica uh, I I I do heard some gossip that some uh, startup over-the-top companies are approaching you guys so yeah what happens there behind the curtain yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well they, they come actually with a lot of uh, uh, interesting offer I must say for the filmmakers like compared to if they just like put their films even on YouTube for example they are actually this OTT is offering a, a better rate let's say um, but of course by having it for a few rate they will count a lot with um, more viewers and usually they ha- do have a really good you know um, infrastructure but sometimes they don't put enough effort I think uh, on the promotion side and I think uh, yes they do have a uh, curation but like you say at the beginning Nosa they all uh, are fighting for content so they are just like you know like <laughs> what is that when you're fishing with big nets mm-hmm. you just try to you know have a bigger net so who knows then you you know you might end up with you know big mm-hmm. fish um, so by saying that they're actually um i i'm seeing um with a better rate that they're offering the filmmakers the ott themselves also actually counting on the community on the filmmakers community to support their friends, okay. their families, okay. their network by viewing from 
whatever this OTT. Uh, so I'm seeing that actually, uh, in a yeah, it, it can be good, of course, but then again, you know, the filmmakers made this film with their own pocket money. They do two or maybe three jobs uh, to be able to collect money to do these films. You know, their dreams, uh, their ideal. Um, so then, when they try to sell it or try to make a, a you know like income from the film. They also have to promote and have to use their community to, uh, to you know, to gain income. And so, so that's that is, I think, a bit unethical. But hey, you know, we're talking with corporate. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think corporate is, ethics are important, like like terms and agreement with 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 uh, uh, online platform that you're using. Uh, that's why I I want to ask uh, uh, Kelly. Uh, what can you tell us about about how the deal is going on between short filmmakers and 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 uh, over the top uh, uh, corporation or or whoever want to want to buy or use the films and and where do vest where do the festival coming in you know as a bridge or something in in that context? Yeah, I have to say that I feel like I've dealt less with over the top. Hmm. Um, I think just because for a lot of things that. Chica already mentioned maybe is just not the sure it is it is an opportunity for some filmmakers and maybe it's a right fit but I think on our at least um in in the work that we do we I think we try to see like other kind of opportunities first um mm -hmm. but yeah I will have to say um at least from the film festival side that's something that we are um trying to be a bit more proactive in terms of, um, you know, providing information for filmmakers and like, whether that is like, you know, you know, the upcoming, mm. you know, boot camp that we provide for filmmakers to attend and, and learn more about like different facets of the industry that maybe they didn't learn in school, okay. or maybe if they had just, as you said, like watched a YouTube video and they've made a few films now, but may, may not know, um, I think other aspects of, of the filmmaking process, other <laughs> filmmaking, okay. I don't know if that's <laughs> filmmaking at that point, but, um, um, but yeah, I don't know, Aaron, maybe I'm, maybe Aaron might have more yeah, to say yeah, to that probably. too, because with your students uh, and. Nosa, they're passing could, the could, hot balls. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> but, but, but what I, what I want to ask is like, like this. I think, I think we could, we could learn a lot from you guys from in terms of, because, because when you're talking about, about, uh, uh, about about filmmaking uh, lines of distribution, for example, I want to know uh, uh, how does short films go these days when you can't we, you can't see it offline, and mostly you go on on online for that, right? And besides festivals, there are online. What what else? What 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 kind of uh, production mode or or distribution mode that can that you can do over there? Because here, what we did is that we're trying uh, to to promote our film, uh, and and what we did was uh, there there are so many offers from these new OTTs, and these companies are not one, a lot of them, and some big corporates got like five to six companies uh, that that seems like competing, but not, you know, like there's one I I don't, I don't want to mention something, but it.
<laughs> Please censor that. <laughs> here, uh, no, 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 here, okay. Um, uh, they're actually making some. Uh, they're 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 cooperating with some local business, lo local local entrepreneur, to make new OTTs or new startup companies. That like there there are like three to four different companies, startups, uh, uh, and they're all um, searching for films. But actually, all people will know that this this company is not, not gonna last. Okay, there there are some production house, big production house that has connections with with uh, government funded uh, 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 OTTs like okay and then um, <laughs> sorry there's somebody censored <laughs> uh, like mm, and then and this company has like like three or, or or four other companies down there that seems like competing also and also searching for for short filmmaking for f short filmmakers and what happened is that because short film because the filmmakers are are you know they're using their social capital mm -hmm. uh, that's what they want you know the, this user generated data so yeah they can get new a uh, lot of user and, and that is all uh, so what i want to know from you guys is that how do you do distributions there in these times of online life yeah i guess at least what i've seen here and it's always kind of been around is just i think releasing the film online you know, that's also been a really big <laughs> and main method that a, maybe a filmmaker might feel control over when they want to release. Um, but that being said, there's also a lot more like, say, YouTube aggregators who are doing that and who have a very large platform. Um, but I think going back to, I think, previously when we were talking about like education, I think something that maybe not all filmmakers might know is exactly what ownership they have of their film what the rights are and by maybe whether it's ott or going another yeah. route like what they might actually be signing their film off to and i think it's i mean sometimes yeah. it's even less so that i think what you were mentioning about like oh when you know like maybe this company is not actually gonna see another day after like six months um you know it does also come down to administratively like are you are the film is the filmmaker gonna get you know their revenue reports I don't know it's like something even as little as that ongoing communication right whether it's like we're inviting you we want we want your film and then you don't hear from them for like a year or the next thing you know the company's folded or something so I think there's just a lot where in terms of like navigating like what is like maybe a good partnership I think this idea of good, it will depend on um, each film and it's a case by case thing. And I think something that um, I know at least on our end at the festival and Aram could probably speak more to this is just like, there are, there are definitely like alternative modes of, of distribution. There are other ways that films can be seen outside of just even a festival space. And I, I think, um, yeah, I think at least for us, it has been a growing responsibility to have more open conversations like this, more honest conversations. And just, as you said, like, there's the censorship, but like, yeah, there, <laughs> there's a lot that I think is okay to, to mm. still release as information. Um, and then people can make their own informed decision. But um, yeah, I'm going to just pass mm. it 
again, the hot potato too, Aram <laughs> or Chico. <laughs> okay, <laughs> please, Aram, please help her out. Yeah, <laughs> or Chico, help her out. Yeah. It's, it's... I saw Adam thinking, yeah, please, he's, so he's I thinking. think Adam has something to say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I think, um, you know, I think the attention to short filmmaking uh, is is really is really a good thing but I, I i think to zoom out it's kind of like um what what is what is the always people's end game whether you're making a short or a feature or anything right um is it to i i think for a lot of people um it's to you make it to make your next one right and so a lot of the time it's not um, it's not to recoup your costs because, and then even in a feature, right, you have pre-sales or something like that, that just goes back into your production budget, right? Like how does anybody recoup anything, any of those costs, uh, from, from making the film? Um, I think it's a, almost like a, you know, it's, it's, a, it's always a losing, losing battle. So I think that in that respect, that's why it's so, um, uh, like nobody makes any money back or that's why it's this kind of like losing proposition. And it's like, Oh, okay, move on to your next thing um, and try to just keep building. So, so I don't know. I mean, that, that's not an, that's not an answer. I just thinking about the kind of larger end game when creators are making things. Um, and, and maybe that's not a very sustainable <laughs> practice, right. Amongst a lot of unsustainable things in this filmmaking uh, world. Yeah, but I like actually the way Adam tried to zoom out. Um, I think um, at the end of the day, I think somehow uh, the short filmmaker, although of course they can always use more education, more knowledge about what to do after I finish making films, where to go, uh, distribution, OTT festival what do i do how do i make my next one how do i get benefit from it um so besides the the need uh, that the filmmakers also have to uh you know equip themselves with more knowledge and festivals i think have like a you know sort of like a moral <laughs> i think moral obligation to to try to provide as much um i think filmmakers actually choose their audience somehow um so i hope actually they will be able to actually uh, have more critical thinking on a lot of things uh, reading contracts is only one of them uh, like kelly was mentioning um because at the end of the day um i think i'm picking up uh, adam's cloud here <laughs> i think it's about what do you want to do with the with the films and how uh, how will you be able to achieve what you what you make this film are, are you just making this film for a certain festival i hope not uh are you making this to tell your story i hope so um so yeah i think that's the beauty of short film that's why i also think festival short film festival will survive because it's a it's a democratic landscape um and we need the short films and we need festivals to still be alive whatever online or physical um i'm just one one study case you know like um i think mondi blank uh, just recently 
show uh, Myanmar short films, which Miniki know also, uh, you know, hearing about what happened in Myanmar since March, we have this, you know, bunch of short films from Myanmar. We, we, we don't know what to do, what to, what, what can we do as festival to support our filmmaker friends, our friends in Myanmar. We do it by showing their films. We do it by promoting that, hey, this is life in Myanmar, supposedly. Uh, from their films, then we raise awareness. We, you know, raise fundraising. That's the power of short film. Uh, and you really uh, learn about our neighbors, you know, not from the mainstream media. Um, and that's really, I think, the beauty of short film. So back to your question. I don't think any of us actually answer your questions, do we? I don't, I, I don't think there's a uh, definite answer to that questions. Uh, because why? Why? Because in the next episode, what you're gonna hear, next episode of of, of Salam is that I've been gathering a focus group discussions of some filmmakers from Indonesia Raja 2021 of Jakarta Metropolitan. Uh, those these filmmakers are talking about uh, their production, their modes of production, and how they distribute their films and whatever Chica was talking about, like uh, she she said about uh, uh, where, where what what festival do you want to put this. Uh, we hope that we don't we we don't want you to uh, we hope that you don't put this in a in, in a specific festival whatever they have most most of them have no idea where to put it so yeah we just gonna open film freeway and submit to all of them <laughs> 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 because we have no idea where to put it <laughs> that's that's what they did actually <laughs> so yeah we have our story when we want we want to we want our story to be heard but we don't we don't know how to do it actually most people at least what 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 i've encountered and uh, from the focus group discussion from our workshops on distributions chica remember most people doesn't really know where to put their films or what's the contracts or or, or whatever and these these filmmakers some of them are really really good in filmmaking they're, they're technically good uh, the story is clear the film is is great but but distributions and legal and contracts is like another world so uh so that's that's i think that that's that's a problem that we don't have to answer it's we got we have to figure it out uh yeah we have to figure it out together and and i i think by by uh, having festivals and festivals will all will I, I agree with you chica it will always be alive because as long as people are making short films anyway uh, you can hear that kelly and aram have better voice than me <laughs> so if you want to hear more of those lonely decent lower pitch voice you can go uh, where kelly where, where should we find you and aram well you can find us on um on Spotify, if you search up Backstory Real Asian, and the same on Google, I'm sure if you search up Real Asian Backstory Podcast, um, will will be there. But otherwise, we can we can share the link. And actually, if Aram doesn't have anything to, else to say, I do want to turn the tables around and ask you all a question <laughs> because on our podcast we have a few. Um, staple questions that we'd like to ask our guests and one that Aram and I we've already teased it out earlier but we're very we're very we're on unposing uh camps for this so (laughs) if you had to choose a carb uh which would you choose rice noodles 
bread or potatoes, right? Are we still asking potatoes here? Or yeah, yeah. You can only what's choose the, one. The, you can rice, you, noodle, or potatoes. Yeah, or bread. bread. Just one. So the rest four. of the sorry. And and it can be like a it can be like a loaf of bread. It could be like a tortilla or a roti mm -hmm. or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm noodle. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I was like, yes. But that's a I'm a noodle person. I'm a rice person. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, you know, Adam, most Indonesian will choose rice because we are rice. You know, like Indonesian will just eat rice like breakfast, lunch, in the middle of uh, lunch and dinner with Adam Adam. <laughs> uh, that sounds amazing. And, snack and dinner, right? So, I mean, whenever you have the chance to visit Indonesia, wherever you go, you will be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. But why do you choose noodles then, Chica? I'm very curious. Huh? Uh, um, because I think rice is boring. <laughs> That's, there we go. Thank you. It's <laughs> fishing for another way to close this. <laughs> conversation <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> thank you guys uh, thank you for coming thank you for uh filling up this this program and um uh i, I think see you again sooner than yeah, we think okay sooner than you think we're gonna see you sooner than you think bye everyone okay. thank you okay bye, bye. copy is a podcast about short film production distribution circuit and culture around the globe this podcast is part of Minikino Bali International Short Film Festival Program. This podcast is produced by Francisca Prihadi of Minikino Bali International Short Film Festival. Mixed and edited by Rozak Ariwahyono of Mandiblank Sound Lab. Follow Minikino social media on Instagram at Minikino Events and at Minikino Film Week and go to our website minikino.org for updates. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned, stay safe and see you at the festival.